Welcome to America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Advisory services offered through the Retirement Guys Formula. Registered Investment Advisor, America's Retirement Headquarters, America's Medicare Associates, and the Retirement Guys Formula are separate and independent entities from Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Welcome you into and thank you so much for joining us here on America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates with Nolan Baker and Scott Kirshner and myself. My name is Chris Swan. Here's how you reach out. 419-794-3030 is the phone number. Once again, 419-794-3030. Always online, americasretirementheadquarters.com. On today's show, we're going to talk about whether or not 2023 is a good year to retire. Are your taxes going to be lower in retirement? And what happens to your money when the company holding your investments well, when they go belly up, we're going to talk about all this and more. But first, let me check in with the guys. Well, the guy, uh, Scott's not with us this week, Nolan. Uh, it's you and me. But how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing great. It's uh, good to be here. I'm holding on the Ford in the hot seat. Uh, Scott has uh, the flu, actually. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, kind of the trend that's been going around here in Northwest Ohio. I know uh, some other uh, clients and family members. So hopefully everybody starts off the new year and stays healthy, takes your vitamins. And uh, that's just some of the challenges, I guess, about this time of year. Absolutely. Hoping, hoping, uh, sending well wishes to Scott and hoping everyone out there is, is happy and healthy. And, uh, you know, we can't do much on the medical side as far as that, but what we are is to make sure that your retirement prospects are as healthy as possible. And so let's start with this question, which I think has been a pretty prominent one. Is the bear market going to end in 2023? Financial advisor Eddie Gabor tells Fox Business he actually thinks the pain of last year, well, it's going to continue. We've lost trillions of dollars of wealth the most amount of wealth we've ever lost as a country. That's going to have a very negative impact on consumer demand. And that's why I think we're going to see this next leg down over the next few months. Now, a lot of us have experienced these losses and quite frankly, don't want to continue that. Don't want to see them anymore. What can we do to stop it? It's a great question. And, you know, it is painful when you look back at 2022 and see how, you know, both the the stock and the bond market ended up. And, you know, then you have people that are talking about is 2023 going to be like that? The first thing at the end of the day, I think people need to realize is that nobody knows what the market's going to do short term. The market is unpredictable. Mm -hmm. And so there are five tips on things that you can do to avoid some of the threats and opportunities for retirement time and be able to put yourself in a better position to be able to take control of what's happening right now within the markets and the economy. And, you know, if you are interested in more on this topic, what I'd encourage you to do is we have on our YouTube channel, a video where we talk about this in depth on the five threats and opportunities uh, that are facing retirees today. In addition to that, if we look at kind of the theme that we have here at America's Retirement Headquarters for the first quarter of the year, Uh, We're going to be providing a lot of the different tools and resources, whether it's the radio show or our YouTube channel. We also have some upcoming educational and social events. Uh, So when you're thinking about the danger zones, I couldn't think of anything better than to have a movie night. And coming up at the end of January on the 24th, uh, we're running out the Mommy Indoor Theater. We're going to be showing the movie Top Gun. So talk about danger zones, and we'll be talking about how that ties into your finances. Then in February... At the end of February on the 28th, we're going to hold our semi-annual economic update. We're going to spend an hour and a half diving deep into these topics. Uh, We then will also have an event in March where we'll be talking at our university class about, again, these threats and opportunities and how they can apply to your situation. So one of the things that you want to take a look at, if you're worried about 2023 and what the market's going to do, go online to our website. It's americasretirementheadquarters.com. 
or you can just type in arhq.com. Click on the events tab, and you can schedule a time to come out to one of our upcoming events. Easy way to plug in. But let's give you those five tips. First and foremost, number one, let's focus on what you can control and not what you can't control. Too many times people get caught up into things that they have little to no control over. Don't worry about short-term predictions. Focus really, again, on what is your long-term plan. Focus on the things that you can make decisions on uh, how you can control. You can control uh, limiting the amount of money you have exposed to risk. You can control the amount of dividends and interest you get into your portfolio by, you know, investment selection process. You can control the amount of taxes that you have by proactively tax planning. These are the things that you want to do. Number two is you want to look at your distribution plan. So a lot of times people have uh, buckets of money and they think, you know, just taking a little bit of money here and there and, you know, taking money from this account or that account is a, a solid retirement strategy. But it's in environments like this that you really need to look at your 2023 distribution plan. Uh, we had a client uh, that, as an example, they're taking money out of their account. They're concerned about what happened in 2022, and they wanted to take all of their investments in the stock market and go to cash uh, just because they wanted to stop the pain. Although going to cash would stop the pain, the challenge is, is that gave that uh, investor no opportunity to recover mm -hmm. if and when the market goes back up. So something that we've talked about on the radio a long time is our trademark system. It's called the independent income system. Now, within that, what we do is we create different buckets of money that are designed for different time frames. And, you know, as a, as a Marine, somebody who served in the Marine Corps, I was always taught to be adaptive and you should have a plan B. Looking at your distribution plan for tip number two is to consider maybe taking distributions out of accounts that haven't declined down in value. So if you have things like, you know, a fixed investment, a fixed annuity, an index annuity, something that hasn't gone down with the market, maybe you switch your distribution plan. In fact, for the person we were just talking about, uh, that person had money set aside for about two and a half years in a non-market account. We're able to switch the distribution plan. That way, short term, he's not selling off his equity in a declining market, giving himself time to allow those equities to hopefully come back over the next two and a half years. Number three is to put your odds in your favor. You know, if you look at it, this can be done by doing a portfolio analysis to kind of see where the strengths and the weaknesses are uh, in your overall plan. We look at it as trying to increase your GPA score. So having kids in high school and college, mm -hmm. Uh, you know, we look at if you had a C, you know, what what was a challenge about that particular class? What do we got to do uh, before the you know semester is over to try to get that to go up? Do you, you know, need to make some changes within the plan? The software that's out there today and one of the softwares that we have, it allows us to do an independent portfolio analysis to look at the actual holdings, the allocations, to look at the total plan and to say, are these investments working together? And is it optimized in the most efficient manner? Number four, for long-term growth, you want to look at quality stocks and companies that I believe are cash-rich, low debt, companies that are daily essential that should recover over time. You know, with the stock market, you always have to say past performance doesn't guarantee future results. But when you think about your long-term buckets of money, 
those buckets of money equities over the long term still present some great growth opportunities uh, just as a matter of knowing what you own. And, you know, last year with the market going down, it creates a lot of great opportunities. And again, one more opportunity with tip number four is know what assets you own in which type of an account. Uh, for example, if your balance grows in your traditional tax deferred retirement account, as your balance grows, so does your tax bill. But if you switch that money and it's over in a Roth IRA, in a Roth IRA, that growth can be tax-free if set up correctly. And again, you're over 59 and a half. The account's been open for five years. But you know, make sure you know what assets are owned in which bucket to be even more tax-favorable for some of your longer-term growth. And number five, to round out this tip, is identify and eliminate items that could blow up your plan. Those would be things like unexpected healthcare crisis, um, things like a 9-11 type of an event. You know, the market is pretty smart. The market's already built in a lot of what it knows about inflation or higher interest rates. It knows about, you know, where we're at in the economic cycle. You know, those are identifiable threats and opportunities within the market. And hopefully you as a listener or as an investor, you're taking the steps to proactively think ahead about what are those threats and opportunities. But also you have to realize that back to the original statement, the market doesn't care what my opinion or anybody's opinion is. It's because sometimes unexpected things can come up. And so if you have a plan in place to identify if something unexpected comes up, that plan B can help you. Uh, also get in a situation where if this year doesn't turn out to be a, a great year for you as an investor, you don't have as big of a threat moving throughout the year. If you want to learn more about those opportunities, you want to learn more about where some of the threats are, I encourage you, let's stress test your current plan. You know, the first five people that call up from today's show want to stress test their plan. I'd be more than happy to do that and provide you the analysis. Uh, secondarily, if you want to just maybe turn off the news and have a fun night, you want to learn about the danger zones, come out to our Top Gun movie night January 24th. It's at the Mommy Indoor Theater. Uh, reservations are required. Or you can sign up for our economic summit where we're going to spend even more time diving into these five threats and opportunities. Uh, that's in late February. All those dates and reservations can be made uh, right on our website. That's, again, americasretirementheadquarters.com. Or if you want the easy access, just go to ARHQ.com, click on the events tab, and we'll see you out there. And again, if you want to take advantage of that offer that Nolan just mentioned, you know, having your portfolio stress tested at no cost, complimentary to you, give a call. Be one of the first five callers right now, 419-794-3030. If uh, going through 2022 and the possibility or perhaps even probability of enduring more of the same as far as the economy goes makes you a little bit nervous. Remember that first uh, tip that he gave you. Focus on what you can control, not what you can't control. Have a plan put in place. Start with that stress test. Give a call, 419-794-3030. And like you mentioned, uh, go to the events tab at americasretirementheadquarters.com. Another prediction for 2023 that is not necessarily a positive one, uh, a lot of so-called experts calling for a recession to begin sometime this year. Nolan, I read an article about a financial planner that successfully guided clients through the Great Recession of 2007 through 2009, and he offered up these five tips on how to survive the next one. What are your thoughts on, on what he says? Uh, definitely. I always love tips on how to get through tough times, you know, and these are the times where, 
having a conversation with a financial professional, help walking you through, I think really demonstrates the value of working with somebody because it can be gut-wrenching when you're you know, looking at the economy, you're looking at the markets, and you know, you're trying to make smart decisions. Mm-hmm. The first thing is, is I would say, let's start with what the definition of a recession is. Now, some people in Washington have maybe changed uh, what the <laughs> definition is, but I just Googled it. And if you, you go on Google and you look up the definition of a recession, what it is is a period of temporary economic decline during which trade and industrial activities are reduced, generally identified by a fall in gross domestic product in two consecutive quarters. So if we break that down, what that means is that if they're declaring a recession, it's because of what's already happened in the past. Exactly. Right? So let's not make a decision first and foremost about what's already happened. So, you know, whether we're in a recession now, whether the recession started last year or whether we're headed for, you know, an upcoming recession, let's first of all know that that information is, you know, looking at things in the past. It would be like, you know, driving a vehicle by using your rear view mirror, right? (laughs) That's not how you make that decision. You know, you were talking about the article that was talking the Great Recession and how to get through the, the 2007 to 2009. I think there's some good pointers, and I think there's some other things that I would tell you. Is Number one, uh, stick with and know your plan. You know, the financial planner talks about not changing your investment profile in a panic or putting your money under the mattress. I mean, people need to stick with their investments the routines during great recessions, they did really well after that. Think about, you know, looking back in the past, had somebody made a major decision to get out of what they were in after something bad already happened, they would have missed out on what has been significant gains going back from that time frame that we had the last recession. Number two is what I would do is again, follow that up with using the past to help guide what the future is. History doesn't always repeat itself, but oftentimes it does rhyme. If we look at things historically speaking, you can make a smarter decision about what the markets may do and what the odds are of the markets moving forward after they've already been in a recession, after the markets have already you know, had a pullback. What I like is I like things that are healthy, daily essential companies in a recessionary environment. So whether we're in a recession or not, I'm still getting up in the morning, I'm taking my shower, I'm brushing my teeth. You know, there's certain companies that make those products. Those are the type of things on daily essential companies. These are, you know, areas that can kind of help guide you through environments like this. You also, I think, should use this for buying opportunities on great companies that have been beaten down over the last year. So there you know, can be some really good opportunities where you can turn from, I feel like I'm in a panic situation to really stepping back, taking a deep breath and identifying there's actually some great companies out here that you know we can pick up, which is number three, invest more if you can. You know, putting more of your investments now is the definition of buying low. Will things get lower? Who knows? I just know things are on sale now and who doesn't like a good sale? So it's a good idea. And if, you know, retirement is now or a few years from now, think of this as a bonus to take advantage of maybe stocks being beaten down and they come back up in price. 
What we do when our independent income system process is we can shift assets you know, from things that maybe weren't exposed to the equity declines and maybe use that as some buying opportunities. And then, you know, if possibly prices go down lower in the future, again, we rebalance and put, you know, some more of that money to work as well. So turn that panic into an opportunity. Number four, let's make sure that you avoid these get rich quick investments. You know, it's probably no coincidence that things like cryptocurrency came out, you know, right after the crash of the last recession. <laughs> things that promote and promise wealth just coming out of thin air. The get rich quick ideas are usually dangerous. Be careful. Don't change. The last one is I want you to be flexible with your retirement plans. You know, if you have a two to three percent withdrawal savings rate, maybe that's fine. A recession's not going to have a big impact. You know, maybe if you're taking a higher withdrawal rate, four, five, six percent, you want to reevaluate what are the steps to be more flexible in your plan. Uh, those are the times that maybe you don't take those big extra added expenses. So, you know, maybe you fix the car versus getting a new car. Maybe you, you know, hold off onto that vacation dream until things come back. You have to be a little bit flexible and, you know, adapt to what the environment is. You know, if you want to know kind of what to do and, and how to navigate uh, the recession, again, these are topics that we love to kind of guide you through. Uh, the first thing is, is let's take a look at where you're at today. Let's stress test your plan. Make sure you know what you own. If you're not sure what you own and if the investments that you have are investments that not only could survive but thrive in this type of environment, uh, we'd be happy to give you an independent portfolio analysis. Uh, the next thing is, is get education. Find out, you know, what you need to know to get through this type of environment. If nobody's talking to you, you know, hopefully continue to listen to our show, subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, our podcast, and come out to one of our upcoming events. We've got, during the first quarter of this year, we've got three incredible events that you can take advantage of. Uh, social, educational, and topic-specific on this. All of those are available on our website. It's americasretirementheadquarters.com. Uh, you can sign up by going to the events tab or just go to arhq.com. Click on the events tab, and uh, we'll help you get through these tough times with the recession and guide you in the right direction. You're obviously taking a step towards the, uh, you know, you're being serious about your retirement planning, and that is great. The next step is actually, you know, building upon that Schedule that time to speak with the team in America's Retirement Headquarters, whether it is in their offices, whether it is taking advantage of that complimentary stress test of, of your, your portfolio, whether it is coming to one of the upcoming events, figure out what can happen next. Whether or not a recession actually happens this year, the likelihood of we're talking 20, 30 years, you're probably going to see, uh, let's be honest, multiple recessions. How are you equipped to handle not just this one that, that's coming whenever it does, but the one after that and possibly the one after that? Without a proper plan, it's a pretty risky prospect. But if you do have a strategy put in place, like what the team at America's Retirement Headquarters can can build for you, help take that emotion out of it, show you when it is an opportunity rather than a time for a concern, uh, it can go a long way, I think, to addressing whatever may come down the line. And it all starts with that phone call, 419-794-3030. That's the phone number. Once again, 419 794 3030. You can also find them online and uh, view more information about the upcoming events uh, on the events tab at americasretirementheadquarters.com. Now, stock market volatility has made some who are contemplating early retirement to put it off for now. But an article in USA Today says it is honestly still possible if you weigh your risks to make the right call. Nolan, how do you help your clients make that call? And are they surprised when you show them that it, it's actually still possible? 
Yeah, I mean, I think that is a big question that we're getting here is, is 2023 a good time to retire? Uh, you know, my answer to that is, you know, first and foremost, it, it probably is a good time to retire. We need to kind of run the numbers. So there's really never a bad time to have a plan in place. One of the reasons why it's a good idea to have a plan in place is sometimes life throws you, you know, unexpected things that happen that actually could force you into retirement. Maybe you lose your job that you didn't think was going to happen and you're forced into early retirement. When we're looking at the year 2023, you know, if your portfolio has lost a lot of value and you don't have cash to fall back on, uh, then early retirement maybe is something that you wait on. Um, if it means that, you know, paying your bills for a few years without having to liquidate investments that are down and low, then early retirement, um, you know, may be feasible. Again, it depends upon what your situation looks like. I think somebody moving into retirement time, you know, what they want to do to be confident about that is to make sure they have enough reliable income. So when they look at the what is their minimum monthly income needs, you know, how much Social Security, pension or reliable income do they have coming in? Is that enough to cover it? If not, can they shift money from some of those more risky assets into more uh, predictable assets and do that without selling off some of those investments at a loss while the market's temporary down would help answer those questions. Uh, are there risks involved in retirement like depleting your savings prematurely, you know, having to cover the cost of healthcare if you're maybe not eligible for Medicare, uh, and just, you know, maybe getting plain bored staying at home. But as long as you recognize what some of those risks are, it may be more possible to bring your career to a close at a time, you know, when the stock market is making a lot of investors unhappy. Uh, when looking at the stock market and it's down right now, you know, the, the residential real estate market is still pretty red hot. Um, it is starting to cool off from what I see out there, but that means you could potentially sell some of your income property, use that money as a near-term nest egg to help let your IRA or 401k plan recover some of that lost value, or maybe even rent it out to create an income stream if you have a rental property. At the end of the day, what you kind of want to do is you want to run the numbers. When you run the numbers, uh, we develop a plan, and when we're looking at this plan, what we do is we look at what are the odds that this plan will last a lifetime to achieve the outcomes of what somebody's looking for. So when we're looking at the financial plan, we can look at if you want to retire in 2023, what are the sources of income that you have? What are your income needs that you have? Uh, what are your financial assets and resources? Which of those assets would we want to pull from first? You know, how do we try to reduce and eliminate the like taxes eating away at your retirement accounts? And we can cash flow that out to overall develop a plan. When we run that analysis, what that analysis might end up showing us is that might say, well, you have a 65 or 70% probability of success. Um, I don't know about you, but if I moved into retirement time, which could last, you know, 20 or 30 years, I don't know that I want to move into retirement time with a 65 or 70 percent probability of success. No. So from there, what you could do is you could say, well, if if I did work another year, uh, how would that change the outcome? 
you know, maybe that bumps it up to 75 or 80 percent. So in that scenario, you could say, well, Nolan, if I, I don't want to work another year, uh, what are my choices? Well, maybe you could back down what some of your monthly uh, withdrawal rate is. Maybe if you wanted to look at uh, different income strategies. So a lot of times when you're looking at financial planning, a lot of the calculations are looking at, you know, if I need $5,000 a month, I'm going to use $5,000 a month and increase that number every year based upon what the inflation factor is. That's one way to look at, are you able to retire in 2023? But, you know, my experience in almost 30 years of helping families transition and move into retirement time is living expenses don't just go up by the inflation factor every year. Uh, oftentimes what happens is people in their younger years will spend more money, they'll travel, they'll do more things, they'll get out there and see the grandkids, take some of those trips. But then when they get later in life, things tend to slow down. Maybe they don't spend as much later in life unless there's an unexpected or unplanned for healthcare crisis, which again, you know, there's things that uh, you can do and plans that you can put in place to look at that. So one of the, I think, neat things about our planning software is we can look at it in different scenarios and walk you through looking at, are you going to be confident to be able to make those decisions to walk through. The other thing that you do then, and again, is start to identify how do you put this all together in a process that we've trademarked. It's called the independent income system. Within that independent income system, you know, what we're looking at is how do you put the money into different buckets that are designed to accomplish those different goals. So if you have that question, and if you're thinking about retirement and you're wondering, is 2023 a good time to retire? Let's use technology to help answer that question. And it's as easy as setting up a time where we can kind of run those numbers and give you that output. Especially if you're heavily invested in the market as you're in that retirement red zone and you had this this year as, as the year that you were planning on retiring, you may have questions about whether or not that can still happen. Well, I think the next step is to have that conversation with people who, again, over over 50 plus years of, of combined industry experience uh, in the offices, helping people get to, through, and beyond retirement and it goes back to something that we talked about previously, being flexible with your retirement plans. That's not to say you're going to have to delay retirement, push it back a year or two. Maybe the situation, you may find out you're still set up in, in pretty good shape, but you don't know until you have that conversation, figure out how to get where you want to be. And, and that is, you know, retired and, and hopefully staying retired. All starts with that conversation. 419-794-3030. Schedule a time to speak with the team at America's Retirement Headquarters. 419 794 3030. If you are a fan of true crime on TV, there's actually a Netflix hack that you might want to try. You simply put the numbers 9875 in the search box and hundreds of crime shows and movies pop up. There's something that I don't think a lot of people knew out there. There's also little known retirement hacks. Uh, one is called the rule of 55 that lets you withdraw money from a 401k beginning at the age of 55, which is against conventional wisdom there. So what is the catch? And is that even a, a smart idea? Yeah, the rule of 55 is definitely one of those rules that a lot of people are not aware of. And, you know, when people are thinking about when can I withdraw from my 401k, uh, that is kind of what that rule of 55 uh, plays into. In retirement, there's so many key milestones for retirement that there's all these different numbers that get put in place. For example, once you reach the age 50, you fall into something called the catch-up provisions, which usually not the, the catch-up that you're thinking of putting on your <laughs> burger or brat. It's being able to put more money into your retirement account. Um, the age 40 or 55 is the age where your 401k may allow you to take a withdrawal out if you're, uh, you know, 
ended your employment from the company. Where you think about a traditional retirement account, it's age 59 and a half. Uh, at age 62, you become eligible to withdraw benefits from Social Security. Uh, age 65, you become Medicare eligible. Uh, most people are eligible for full Social Security at age 66. Uh, of course, you could delay Social Security to get the maximum amount at age 70. And then you have to start taking required minimum distributions at the age 72. So all of these numbers to follow, and if you don't follow them correctly, uh, things like drawing money out of a retirement account uh, could put you in a tough situation. So as an example, if you leave an employer and you maybe fill out the paperwork wrong and you have your uh, 401k sent to you in a lump sum distribution, it could be subject to a a 20% mandatory tax penalty that people are not aware of. And You know, when you come tax time, you'll find out about that, and uh, you only have a window of time to actually put that money back in, and if not, it creates a big tax issue. But this is a scenario here where it's allowing somebody that maybe wants to retire a little bit early be able to have access to their 401k. So these are people that, you know, usually have done a really good job saving and accumulating a big nest egg. Maybe they don't have a lot of debt. Maybe they have other good, reliable income sources, and they're thinking about uh, tapping their 401k. Uh, This could be a solution for folks that are over the age 55, Uh, but under the age 62. Maybe it's folks that just want to take uh, six months or a year off uh, and, you know, spend some time really figuring out what their next phase of life looks like. This is one of the areas where you don't want to jump the gun on rolling over your 401k. So once you roll over your 401k to an IRA, then what you're going to be subject to is you're going to have to wait until age 59 and a half before you can start to withdraw money from retirement accounts and avoid some of those early withdrawal penalties. The rule of 55 allows workers who leave their job during the year, they turn 55 years of age or older to withdraw money from their 401k accounts uh, without a penalty. It's no matter the reason for leaving your job, as long as you meet the age requirement, you're good to go. Of course, you wanna check with your uh, plan employer's plan documents. Uh, Some plans allow for withdrawals and other plans don't. You'll have to check with your plan documents or that's something, again, we could help you kind of guide through. You know, keep in mind that the rule of age 55 doesn't apply to all retirement accounts. It applies only to the 401k at the employer you are leaving. You know, for this reason, it could make sense to roll some of your old 401k accounts into your current employer account in order to have maybe more funds available. And although you can take advantage of the rule of 55, uh, it may not make sense to. Again, you want to have your tax-deferred retirement accounts grow for you as long as possible. Uh, Plus, there could be some other strategies to take a look at. But if you're in that situation and you're looking to uh, maybe be able to tap and access your 401k, uh, we'd be happy to get together with you, have a conversation. Another person that you want to include in that conversation is your tax professional because, you know, regardless of your age, withdrawals from a retirement account are going to be taxable. They can impact things like your health insurance cost if you have to buy health insurance before 65. Uh, They can impact things like uh, what your overall taxes that you have to pay. So we can help kind of navigate all of those things for you as well. But the rule of 55 is one of those areas to uh, be able to take advantage and put that in your favor if that's something that you're looking to do. But like with most situations when it comes to retirement, it's definitely a a measure twice, cut one sort of situation. Just because you can do it doesn't mean you should. Uh, But if you do it, you want to make sure you go about doing it properly. And that's something that the team at America's Retirement Headquarters can help you out with, help you navigate the way the pros and cons and 
you know, just just give you a once over, give you that second opinion on it. It all starts with that phone call. 419-794-3030 is the phone number. It's 419-794-3030. You can go online to America's Retirement Headquarters.com. Don't forget there in the events tab, a lot of uh, a lot of upcoming events coming up in the first quarter of this year. Uh, you can find more information, including how to go ahead and reserve your seat for them. That's at America's Retirement Headquarters.com. And normally here on the show, I'm asking Nolan and Scott questions. Uh, right now, I want to ask you guys listening, watching uh, the question. I want you to think about this. When you log into your financial accounts, what is the number that needs to be at the bottom of the page before you would feel completely comfortable out of retiring? Well, three quarters of Americans responding to a survey said $1 million would be the trick. On the other hand, a quarter of the baby boomers surveyed said there's actually no amount of money that would make them comfortable. Do you, do you fall in line with any of those? Nolan, what are your thoughts on what it would take for someone to feel confident about their retirement prospects? Yeah, I think people do want to know their numbers. And, you know, before what happened in 2022, I think the million dollars was kind of the uh, rule of thumb. And mm-hmm. it seemed like about 73% of surveyed Americans would feel great about retiring at the age of 66 with $1 million in savings. Um, you know, I've seen some other surveys that after what happened last year with the decline in the market, uh, with high inflation, that number has jumped to 1.25 million. So I would, first of all, I would caution those people that are listening that if you're thinking, oh my gosh, I don't have $1.25 million in my 401k, I, I can never retire. What your number is, is your number. And if you want to know your number, Um, One of the things that we did is we created a process that we trademarked. It's called the independent income system. Within the independent income system, what we do is we put the numbers in there and we take a look at, you know, things like what type of income sources do you have? What are some of the expected returns for the different buckets of money? You know, what is the time frame? What is your social security? And we can give you your number. So if you're listening today and you want to know what your number is, you know, when you give us a call and you want to retire with confidence, ask us to run the independent income system calculator. We'll run that and we'll get you the number. Here's a couple other tips for you. First and foremost, you want to make sure that you have enough reliable income. So reliable income, what am I talking about there? Well, I'm talking about Social Security, your pension income. Uh, sometimes you could consider uh, stock dividends and interest that yield is reliable income. Uh, you have some type of annuities that provide a form of reliable income. When you look at that, I think the people that have confidence are people that have enough reliable income to cover all of the things that they need, all of their paychecks, if you will. Their other money is for their playchecks, money to have fun and take trips. And so, you know, if the market doesn't work out the way that they expected, you know, maybe they don't take that big vacation this year, but they still have enough reliable income. The second thing I think is a general theme that I've seen of confident retirees is, you know, they are debt free. Uh, So don't go out right before retirement time and, you know, buy maybe a big house that's going to be your second house. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe work your way into retirement, take a vacation a couple times, maybe rent one of those vacation homes and see how the first couple of years go. Don't take on massive debt. In fact, work towards paying off debt because I think being debt free is going to give you a lot of freedom in the retirement time. Next, you want to make sure that you have a bucket of money that's designed to give you a pay raise in the future. Uh, You know, nobody uh, really talked about inflation until over the last year, but for a retiree, inflation is always going to be an area that you need to build in a plan 
to deal with higher health care costs, uh, higher taxes. You know, retirees are going to have higher expenses with food and energy, and having a bucket of money that's designed to give you a pay raise in the future will be another way to give you some more confidence. Next, you want to have an emergency account. An emergency account is everything from, you know, what if there's damage to the roof and I need to fix that or my car breaks down to dealing with the issues of what if there's an unexpected or unplanned for health care crisis. And within that emergency account, you want to try to look at leveraging all of those assets to say, you know, what could blow this up? One of the things that can blow it up for a lot of families in retirement time is a major unexpected health care crisis. Uh, so situations that I've seen in the past is, you know, people who retire before Medicare age, uh, they kind of decide to gamble with their future and not get health insurance because they're healthy and they should make it to retirement. You know, all of a sudden have some type of health care issue come up. They have no coverage. Now, all of a sudden, they're way upside down with major health care expenses, extending that out to where one of the spouses gets sick, um, you know, and has some type of major health care crisis where they start to spend down their assets in a form of like long-term care can wipe families out too. But these are areas where you can put a shield over top of your assets to kind of, you know, build them out to be able to look at all of those areas to give you more confidence to move through retirement time. You know, that research is going to help you take a look at, you know, what age and what number you need to have to feel confident if this economy has you maybe a little bit worried, a little bit uncertain about what your plan is, uh, you're the type of person that we should have a conversation with. I can show you again what 30 years of experience has you know, taught me about helping people get to, through, and enjoy retirement time as well. One of the ways that we can do that is we can take all of your financial information together. We can put it in that independent income system and run the calculator. We can tell you what your number is should or could be to get you to be confident to move through retirement time. Uh, we would be happy to do that. If you give us a call, if you haven't seen that calculator, uh, that's something we'd be happy to do. Again, for the first five people who give us a call from either watching our show or seeing our podcast or listening to us on radio, uh, we'd be happy to run that analysis for you to get you a little bit more confident in today's environment. Again, completely complimentary to you if you're one of the first five callers. It's not going to cost you anything but your time. And if it does, in fact, help you feel a bit more confident about your retirement prospects, I dare say time certainly well spent. So here's the number, 419-794-3030. So number, once again, 419-794-3030. If you are feeling nervous about, you know, how the market has been the past year, uh, how it's going to possibly be in, in the coming year and, and your retirement prospects are a little shaky, you know, finding out where you are. And, and if there is a situation where you actually do need to do a good bit of work, it is better to find out about it now so you can start taking those steps. You may be in the opposite direction. You may find out you're pretty good to go. And wouldn't you want to find out it as well? So take advantage of this. Be one of the first five callers, 419-794-3030. Long-term care is something that a lot of people do encounter in retirement, some form of long-term care assistance. I've seen the numbers range between 50% chance, all the way up to 75% chance. And despite that prediction that so many people will need long-term care in their retirement years, a new study by the Lincoln Financial Group found that very few, honestly, are familiar with the features and, and benefits of that long-term care policy. And a good portion don't even want to have a conversation about it with their advisors and families. So is this something that you guys bring to the conversation regularly, Nolan? And, and are people really unaware of what long-term care is? I think they really are kind of unaware, and, and I would agree that I think the trend is people just generally don't want to talk about it. And, uh, 
you know, I can't blame them. I mean, nobody wants to talk about slowing down, getting older, and not being able to go out and do the things that allow you to maintain control and independence. Sure. But if we think about it, you know, what happens is oftentimes people think about the, you know, the, the end result, which is, you know, ending up in a nursing home. And if we look at it, you know, in a nursing home is where somebody ends up with, you know, when they kind of lose control and, and need that. When we break down uh, developing a plan, first and foremost, what we're going to do when we look at a plan for you is we're going to talk about how do we develop a plan that keeps you out of the facility if you need some type of long-term care. And by doing so, keeping you at home, your costs are not only going to be a lot lower, it's exactly where everybody wants to be. We just need to figure out how do we make life a little bit easier. So when we're looking at the two types of long-term care, what we first need to break down is we need to break down those two levels of care. First, what we have is what is called skilled care, and then we also have custodial care. When we think about skilled care, uh, we think about it's a, a medical skilled care where somebody's getting services or treatment for a health condition. Uh, I'll give you a perfect example. It was several years ago. Uh, my grandmother at Thanksgiving had slipped and fell and broke her hip. Mm. She went to a facility because she needed skilled care for the rehabilitational services to, you know, improve her condition from falling and breaking her hip. You know, so when you think about Medicare, some of those services are covered when it's an acute health condition, such as a heart attack or stroke. You know, some of those physical occupational therapy after an injury or a surgery. You know, those are the type of things that, uh, you know, Medicare covers. Oftentimes what happens is you have a limited amount of coverage. You have to uh, fit a certain criteria. So Medicare Part A is going to cover short-term stays at skilled nursing facilities, uh, day one through day 20. You could have Part A could pay the entire cost of covered expenses. Uh, you could have day 21 through day 100. It could pay for all of the services, except um, you could have some type of deductible out of pocket. Ranges about $200 a day is what coinsurance is. Uh, after day 100, um, it could pay nothing. You're responsible for the entire cost of our skilled nursing facility after that. Um, you've got Part C Medicare Advantage. You've got supplemental insurance. You've got personal long-term care insurance, uh, incorporating that all into kind of what is covered within the plan. When we think about custodial care, what we think about is, you know, as we get older, we just generally slow down. And that's what we think about when we think about losing control and independence in retirement time. And what a lot of people need to realize is that most of your traditional insurances are not going to cover custodial care. And it's in my opinion, and I think a lot of the people that do end up in a facility end up in a facility because they haven't put a plan in place that helps them maintain control and independence. Also, if we look at the statistics that are out there, you know, I think females are probably much more likely uh, to need a plan in place, although, you know, you don't want to ignore both spouses, mm -hmm. but females have longer life expectancies than males. That's right. So oftentimes what happens is the male passes away and then the female's left with nobody to take care of their. So instead of looking at the situation of long-term care and how am I gonna pay for a nursing home, what if we looked at a situation that says if one of the two of you 
needed long-term care, how can we help protect you to make life a little bit easier and keep you out of a facility? There's so many great choices if you make those decisions while you're younger and healthy. There's strategies that can be done even when somebody's in a facility, but the younger you are, let's just check this off the box and let's get this taken care of. In fact, one of my favorite solutions that I show people is how to protect your assets without buying traditional long-term care insurance. Make sure you reach out to us. We can show you a solution and give you the five ways on how to protect your assets without buying traditional long-term care insurance. And just get this checked off the list so it's something that you don't have to worry about. Because if you don't address it, it could literally wipe you out in a real short amount of time with how expensive it is. And that is something we just don't want to see happen to you. Exactly. Those traditional long-term care policies, they are use it or lose it. And so if you are in that uh, minority at this point, the 50% to 25% that don't need that and you have a policy and you paid into it, then that money is gone. That's not to say it's the worst plan, as Nolan just indicated, not having a plan at all for long-term care and then just having it hit you and having to pay uh, out of pocket for all the things that may come down the line. That is the worst. So certainly something understandably not the the happiest conversation to have, but it is much better than the alternative having to figure out what are we going to do now because we didn't account for this. Make sure that you t- you take into account the possibility of long-term care in your retirement and, and the team at America's Retirement Headquarters, they can weigh the pros and cons, look at all the different options for you. To get started, 419-794-3030, or you can also go online to the website, americasretirementheadquarters.com. Shark Tank investor Kevin O'Leary was paid by the FTX crypto exchange to be a spokesman but he tells CNBC that he ended up with, uh, well, nothing when it collapsed. Total deal was just under $15 million all in. I put about $9.7 million into crypto. I think that's what I've lost. It's all at zero. I don't know because my account got scraped. All the data, all the coins, everything. And then I lost the money I invested in the equity as well. Those are, those are zeros too. It was not a good investment, okay? I don't make right. great investments all the time. Luckily, I make more good ones and bad ones, but that was a bad one. And hopefully people out there didn't get caught up in the FTX uh, crypto exchange. Uh, but it, it does beg the question, what happens to people's assets if the company that holds their bank brokerage 401k or perhaps even their crypto accounts what happens if they go under yeah i mean it really just points out again that there's just bad people out there that are willing to rip you off and you've got to be really careful about who holds your money and you know do the homework a lot of times what you want to make sure is you want to make sure that you're putting your money on deposit with reputable companies that you've done the research on and know what the protection is that you have in place and avoid some of these the scams or what might turn out in this situation, just an outright fraud. So first of all, bank accounts, when a bank goes under and no other bank takes over its deposits, the FDIC and covers up to $250,000 in checking and savings accounts, money market deposits and other CDs. Uh, FDIC insurance doesn't cover the investment accounts that many banks offer through their brokerage units. And some customers can get the $250,000 coverage uh, for each account that they have in the bank, provided that the accounts are titled differently. Uh, Number two is brokerage account. If your brokerage fails, uh, customer assets should be safe. It's the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission that prohibits broker dealers from using customer money or commingling it with the firm's assets. The Securities Investment Protection Corporation covers up to $500,000 per account, including up to $250,000 in cash. And if you have a brokerage account in your name, a traditional individual retirement account, maybe a Roth IRA account and a joint account at the same brokerage firm, 
each might be eligible for the $500,000 of protection, according to SIPC. A 401k, if your company fails with a 401k plan and that company files bankruptcy, the plan assets are protected and the protection falls under the Federal Employees Retirement Income Security Act. The 1974 law that governs 401k plans requires that the assets be held in a trust and that trust also protects employees' money if your 401k plan administrator goes bust. And now the last example here, this cryptocurrency account, if the company that holds your cryptocurrency fails, there can be no guarantee that your money uh, won't go to pay the firm's creditors. Uh, one way to safeguard your cryptocurrency account against an FTX style failure is to hold it in your own wallet. Uh, also, you know, use a wallet that's stored on a computer or a mobile phone. Uh, it's another way that it can be hacked. So you know and want to know about what the safety measures are. Again, what you want to do is you want to make sure that if you're ever writing out a check, you're writing out a check uh, to the bank name. You're writing out a check to a well-named custodian, uh, somebody that's the holder of the money. Uh, you're not making it out to an individual or you know somebody that else is uh, a small-name company that you're not familiar with. I think the bigger thing that happens you know, for investors when things go under is ultimately investing in uh, maybe a stock company that files bankruptcy. So there's been, you know, a lot of different companies that people have invested into their stock. And what happens is that company uh, has financial challenges. And when that company files bankruptcy, uh, a stockholder may be lower on the list and ultimately may be wiped out with what their investment is. So again, with, we're looking at today's economic times and we're talking about, are we in a recession or are we headed towards a deep recession? You know, will the market turn continue? I think the thing is, is not only knowing who the custodian of your company is, uh, because when downturns happen, those when those type of scams get washed out, mm -hmm. but it's also in that type of environment where unhealthy financially companies go bankrupt too. And that's an area where investors can lose their money. So this is a time that you not only want to know where your money's held at, you want to know what you own. And I recommend that you take a look at owning companies that are financially sound, have good, strong, healthy positions. And if you don't know, uh, we'd be happy to kind of walk you through it. And, it. and again, it all starts with that conversation with the team at America's Retirement Headquarters, whether it is coming into the office, speaking with them on the phone, the number's 419-794-3030, attending one of their upcoming events like the Economic Summit happening at the end of February. Uh, it's it's easy to, to start that conversation, see where you are and where you need to go, what changes need to be made, if anything. You can go online to americasretirementheadquarters.com, click on the events tab to find more information about those events. Or as I said earlier, if you want to just go ahead and schedule a time to speak with the team, ask questions addressing what we've talked about today on the show or uh, just particular questions for your retirement. The number is 419-794-3030. want to thank you so much for joining us today, spending part of your day with us here on America's Retirement Headquarters home of the retirement guys and America's Medicare Associates. Please uh, have a great week ahead of you. Let's, let's make this a great year. Have a great year ahead of you. And uh, Nolan, as we wrap up, I want to leave you with the final word. Yeah, great quote for this week. It's what the new year brings to you will depend a great deal on what you bring to the new year. So have a great new year, folks. Uh, thanks for tuning in. And we look forward to seeing you soon here on Toledo's largest talk station, home of America's Retirement Headquarters, here with the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates.
America's Retirement Headquarters is located at 1700 Woodlands Drive in Monty, Ohio. You can reach them by calling 419-794-3030 or online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Nolan Baker is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstance. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Nolan Baker, Ohio Insurance License Number 27787.